What a weekend for the Celtics. Sam Hauser dunking all over the place and then just dropping bombs on the Atlanta Hawks. Talk about that. Talk about Jalen Brown's sudden cut injury. That What does that mean? Joe Mazzula, an assessment of that. And are we really looking at a rematch of the NBA Finals? I think it's possible. I'm going to tell you why all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day. That's right, every day, Monday through Friday. And now that the playoffs are going to be starting, every game, post-game, some podcasts will tell you, now we're going to go daily because it's a big deal. Well, to me, every game, every week of the season has been a big deal. You want to you ramp up to catch up with me? Welcome aboard. I've been doing daily since the beginning. Thanks for listening. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, watch the show on YouTube. Hop in there. Hop in the comment section. Have a conversation there. Join me every day. I'm John Corrales. I played professional basketball once upon a time. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I'm doing so after a weekend where the Celtics uh, beat the Raptors, they beat the Hawks. They got their 57th win. The regular season is over, and there's so much to get to. First, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks gives first time users a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. So go sign up, use the promo code locked on. Prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Let's bring in Tom Westerholm. Tom underscore, it's going to be a big underscore week. Big <laughs> underscore week leading up. I love it. Saturday's game one. Game one is set Saturday, 330. <laughs> yep. Yep. On ESPN. On I, ESPN. Man, I'm so happy that we're like, look, this last weekend was fun. Like, right. Like these guys were like, it was, it was fun to watch all these guys, you know, get some JD Davison out there. Like, yeah. let me see, let me see some passes. Let me see, let me see superstar Sam Hauser in his elements. <laughs> but man, and we've all been ready for the playoffs for quite some time. For a like, while. This is exciting. I'm I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, we got, we got play-in games Tuesday. Tuesday night's gonna be a big deal. Oh. Tuesday night play-in games gonna be a big deal. We're gonna figure out if it's uh, Atlanta or the uh, the Miami Heat. We're all sitting there hoping that Sadiq Bay uh, figures it out in time for Tuesday night. That that maybe some of these guys can. Uh, Where's Chris Grenham? When it, like tell Sadiq Bay to figure it out, Grenham. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously I'd love to see the Atlanta uh, instead of Miami for reasons I've been saying multiple times on the podcast last week. Um, not that I'm afraid. Like I'm not afraid of Miami. No, no one should no. be afraid of Miami. What I don't want is to be annoyed by Jimmy Butler winning a game and Bam Adebayo winning them a game, being like, why is why are they going seven? In the first round, I just don't want that. But it's yeah. not to say that they can't sweep the Miami Heat or or do it in five. It's just that Jimmy Butler variance. So 
Yeah, and I know we I know you don't want to get into too much of that, but just to just to add to that real quick, like I, I looked up the stats uh, today, right? Last year, Jason so Jason Tatum during the regular season this year played precisely one more minute than he did last year, which means right, like he talked about how fatigued he got during the playoffs. He has put in the exact same amount of time yeah. in the regular season as he did last year. Like even w- even taking some days off and all that stuff, even taking a day off for Deuce's birthday party, still played precisely the same yeah. number of minutes. Don't start racking up playoff right. minutes and, in the first round, man. And they swept that first round That's series. It. Even That's though they it. were all kind of close games, they did sweep that series. Yep. Um, it's It's all about getting through the second and third round without adding an extra game yep. to the, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. When yep. you can close out a series, close it out. And, and hopefully they do that this year. But for now, we don't know who they're playing. We right now are going to take a second to just kind of celebrate this past, you know, the weekend, these two games, not much to break down because not everybody played, but we got triple double Peyton Pritchard dropping 30 points, uh, <laughs> 30 points, 14 rebounds, and 11 assists. Uh, that is an absolute just beast of a game for uh, Peyton Pritchard. That, that's, uh, that's career highs, career high points, career high rebounds, career high assists, career high three-pointers made in nine, career high three-pointers attempted in 16. And that dude was balling. It was a JV game. Yes. But he was balling. He wanted to. He wanted to go have some fun. And hey, you know, shout out to him. I love that he and Sam Hauser combined to be seventeen of thirty from three. Is there has there been a stat that warmed your heart, Tom underscore NBA, quite like that one? No, I mean it's it's perfection. I, honestly, uh. it was so funny. Like you know, like the the post game stuff, right? Like everybody's like, oh, Peyton, you know, you, Larry Bird, John Havlicek. Same conversation. You guys yeah. are the three Celtics <laughs> who have had this triple-double. It's like, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I feel like there's a couple of Celtics players in history who might have had that triple-double if they were playing against DeAndre Hunter, Sadiq Bey, and Yeka Okungu, AJ Griffin, and Aaron Holiday. Like, maybe. just. But, I mean, listen, Peyton Pritchard, heck of a JV player. Like, yeah, man. You, like, truly, I mean, th- that guy can just can flat-out hoop and – it's, you know, it, it, it like his talent it, it you know, he's just, he, I, I mean, he, I don't think he's, I mean, clearly he, he's never going to be doing this stuff. You know, I like, I, I think it's pretty clear. He's, he's not going to be doing this stuff, um, you know, in like a rotation level sure. game. Yeah. I think he could be a useful rotation player, but not like this, but just uh, when, when he gets, when he gets loose, when he just like keys to the offense, yeah. and it's like Peyton, go cross some dudes over. Yeah. You want to shoot from 32 feet? Yeah. Go for it. Let yeah. that thing fly. Like yeah. it's it's fun, man. He's a he's a real fun hooper. Just just loves the game, loves to get buckets and uh yeah, yeah. it made it made for a fun weekend. He, you know, between that, between the the Pritchard Hauser Muscala triumvirate <laughs> dropping what's this? Uh 30, 50, 70, 83 points <laughs> to get. I mean, that's your big 3. Right there. That's your big three. Yeah. Uh, Muscala. Muscala, 18 points in the third quarter against Atlanta. 16 points in five minutes. A five-minute stretch where he scored 15, 16 points and the only other basket he assisted on. So right. that right. 
that third quarter was was wild. How about Sam Hauser coming out first three possessions, bang, 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 bang three, yeah. three, three. <laughs> that was amazing. That yeah. was amazing. Uh, Hauser, I think, is the star of the weekend. Too bad I'm not like I don't have my Nissan Star. I gotta wait till Friday yeah. to give it out. But I maybe I'll just save it. Here's a preview for Friday. Sam Hauser by dropping these three pointers and by dunking all over Toronto gets he is I think the leader in the clubhouse for the Nissan. There's no games before then. It's clearly Sam Hauser. Right. It's got to yeah. be, right? Unless so, unless Sadiq Bay like scores 40 points and beats the Heat cuz then maybe he's Yeah, the, I might uh, I might do that. Might maybe yeah. I give co-electric players of the week. Anybody <laughs> on Atlanta just as an incentive. Get this word out to the Atlanta Hawks. You know, yeah, you want to stay alive, yeah, and all that stuff. But there's also this little carrot dangling here. You could get the electric player of the week if yeah. you bump the heat out of here. Just, just saying. Uh, nobody's, nobody's saying you will get a car, but nobody's saying you won't get a car. That's if true. You, that's yeah. true. Nobody's saying it could go either no, way. No one's saying either of those things. Correct. <laughs> right. uh, I, I loved the Hauser Dunk Fest because of what it just did for the bench and those guys. This was just the absolute carefree. It was the most carefree game because this game here against Atlanta, you had like guys trying to prove something. So there was like actual somewhat, I don't want to say stakes, but Pritchard's like, Hey man, I'm getting, I'm getting 40 plus minutes in this game. I got to show out that, that other game, you, you know, you had some guys playing, uh, and you had just no – the seating was all set. You just knew it didn't really matter. And to see the the reactions from everybody, I was asking the guys. It was my, my big question after the game. You guys, after some ups and downs, not really down downs, but, like, they had some ups and downs. Uh, long season, 80 games, and now here you got Sam out there dunking on everybody. Everybody gets to have a little bit of fun on the sidelines. You're not worried about anything. That was just a nice, I called it a palate cleanser. Cause you're like, yeah. that, you, you, that was to me, you just washed the regular season away. And now you get yourself ready for, for the playoffs. That that's how I saw that. Yeah. I, I also kind of funny that I, uh, Joe Missoula pushed back on that question a little bit. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's like, what Joe does. Joe, oh, come on. Just, it's just like, just, just chill out, yeah. Joe. Nobody's nobody's you yelling at you. Right of our games. You didn't have ups and downs. Like, come on, Joe. And then today, you lost to Houston, Joe. What are you right <laughs> and Washington and Grant missed those two free throws against Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could have been the top seed by like four games, and yeah. you're like, not that it matters. I still think they they're gonna be fine. But yeah. like, of all the things to push back on, why that? Why? Yeah. But yeah. anyway, whatever. Regardless, uh, yeah, I mean. Like the Hauser going nuts was was fun. Well, honestly, I think my favorite part of it was watching Rob Williams, who I, I mean, who knows how many dunks he's had in his career, just going nuts because Sam Hauser dunked. Yeah, just uh, you know, the king of the Celtics dunk. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just losing his mind because because Hauser threw a, like he did three, he three, threw out a three, three. He did three. I asked three. him about that. I asked him about that after the game. He's like, we we knew he could get up. It was just about time that he did it. That's what, that's what Pritchard said too. Yeah. 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 But Pritchard was like, he's like six eight. Of course he can dunk. Like he should be he dunking should more. Be <laughs> he should be dunking more. Uh I like I like Hauser after the game, though. He was like, Yeah, I'm not as like quick twitchy as everybody else. 
<laughs> so like I need a little bit of a runway. I need a little bit of a, a, a takeoff. So uh, all in all, a fun weekend. No question. For, for the most part. Minus, oh, Jalen Brown. Uh, we'll talk about the cut that he suffered. We'll talk a little bit about Joe Missoula coming up next later on. Later, later, we'll talk about the potential for a rematch with the Golden State Warriors. Yeesh. All right. First, today's show brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made easy and yeah we're heading into the playoffs you can still play daily fantasy plus prize picks has every sport out there baseball's back plenty of baseball choices uh football will be back at some point you'll get to you know pick and you can pick from anything you can go to euro basketball if you want you can go to uh you know the WNBA when it when it kicks in soon esports it's all there basically it's you against the projections you pick two to six players you can win up to 25 times your money you're not playing against experts you're not playing against other people you're not playing against anybody with inside information you the the projections is it more than the projection is it less than a projection you get them right you can win some money entries can be made in 60 seconds or less super easy safe fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and canada so download the prize picks app or go to the prize picks com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can get a 100 instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. You deposit $100, PrizePix gives you $100. Whatever you deposit up to $100, they match it. You got to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Get ready. Start listening to the opponent podcast, the Locked On Hawks or Locked On Heat. They're going to give you the other side of the story. You want to hear what they're saying so you can be ready. When you jump into the YouTube comment section and those fans start infiltrating the comments, you got to be able to fight back. Prepare yourself by listening to those other podcasts. Let's bring Tom Westerholm back into the conversation. Jalen Brown uh, was listed as out for Friday night's game. And it was a laceration on his hand, his finger. And I was like, okay, it's probably nothing. They're probably just finding some sort of excuse and I kind of blew it off. Asked Joe Mazzulla about it before the game. I was like, ah, no, 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 not a big deal. Okay, fine. Walked into the locker room before the game, and I see Jalen Brown with his hand wrapped with, like, a full ace bandage, gauze popping over the sides of it. I'm like, that looks much worse than what – you guys were telling me it was. You guys didn't have to do all that just to fake an injury. Like, you could yeah. have just said back soreness. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, so, he, he, I guess he dropped a vase and went got, went down to pick it up and, and got a little cut between his, his forefinger and middle finger somewhere in there. Five stitches to close it up. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Brad Stevens kind of blew it off. He spoke before yeah. the, uh, the game. He's like, yeah, he'll be back practicing midweek. I don't think it's a big deal, except, you know, hey, it's it's a cut, it's stitches, it's at a point where you're going to catch the ball, guys are going to be slapping at it, and anytime you have a big gash there, you, you just keep hitting it, it's just going to be painful and annoying, and, and maybe it'll bleed, and you have bleed to again. stop, and, you know, I don't think it's going to be an issue for when he shoots, but any little thing, these guys have, like, such precision bodies, like, if a hair blows out of place on your arm, they're going to be like, whoa. What was that? You know, they they are very fine-tuned. So 
I am a little concerned that he, you know, he's not going to be able to get the shots up the way he has. Um, he's going to have to wait. He's going to, I don't think he's going to get rusty necessarily, but you know, anything like this that happens now, you're just like now really. So I don't know. What, what was your reaction? Um, so it's kind of funny. My, I've, I've expressed skepticism about NBA uh, injury reports to my dad before, and he texted me when this happened. He was like, what do you think about this one? And ordinarily, you know, like you never know, right? Like it was like such a weird, it's like picking up pieces of glass from a vase. Like really? That's, yeah. that's what did it. But last week I dropped a cup onto the counter and it broke and I tried to catch it and I cut the crap out of my hand. So no, I'm all in. I think that's exactly <laughs> like, I, I hear you, Jalen. I feel you, Jalen. That sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I think, I think you're right. Right. Like the, uh, like you, you got to be careful of this stuff. And, and I mean, these guys are, I, I always compare these, you know, like the, like these injuries, right. When you talk about it being fine tuned, it's like, you know, not to bring it all the, all everything back to guitars, but it's like, you know, like, like oh, here we go with the guitar yeah, talk. Again. Here we go with the guitar talk. Jeez, um, can we but, get through one podcast without? Okay, good. But when you when, when you play guitar, right? It's like you know, like like if any if you've got like a cut on your hands, you push down at all, and it hurts, and it throws off how you're playing. And it's like these guys are are that fine tuned playing yeah. basketball. You know, you, you like that's you know, you, you, yeah. It, it, your your shot, you you have like an exact feel of your shot, and if it's um, if it's off at all, you're going to be off and everything's just going to be harder. So um, like like you said, I mean, you know, Brad comes out today and is saying, like, you know, I think he'll be practicing by midweek. That's plenty of time to get ready for a game on Saturday. I think it'll be OK. But yeah, man, like I think it's if anything, it's a reminder that weird stuff happens in the NBA sometimes. Yeah. And, and you know, like, you know, I, I mean, is, yeah, yeah no, weird. The NBA weird stuff is happens. random, yeah. Like, yeah, weird the, stuff happens. The universe happens. is random, and uh, the NBA is in the universe, so here and we that's, are. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I think some of the stuff that we've seen over the past couple of days, past couple of games, there is some value to it in, in that Mike Muscala can come out and get hot. You're right. You know, yeah. right? Like, oh, he's a guy with some size. He can come out and get hot. Uh, Sam Hauser can come out and get hot. Peyton Pritchard can come out and be effective in some amount of doses. Now, is it in the conference finals? You hope that it's not. Uh, yeah. But I think at least there is some level of, you know what, if they if something happens and Jalen Brown cuts his hand on a vase, they can get through a week. Yeah. Without him. You know, it's not ideal, but they can, they can, if they're going to start, let's just say they start five out and Rob comes off the bench. Well, if, if you just say, okay, we're going to start Derek White in Jalen Brown's place and Robert Williams is going to start. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's yep. not all NBA player, but damn, he's going to be an all defensive team player. And he's, he's really damn good. There's a drop off. Most teams, when you lose a Jalen Brown, it's a significant drop-off. The Celtics, when you lose a Jalen Brown, you plug in Malcolm Brogdon. You know, he can, he can start now, right? Yep. In the playoffs, the rules change. He can be a starter now if he needs to be. You can go with Derek White. There are options. And then after that, off the bench, you can still bring Mascala. You can still bring Hauser for little two, three, four-minute stretches and I mean, obviously, you're not going to get 16 points in five minutes from Muscala, but 
you can see a, a, an opportunity where it didn't matter who he was playing necessarily in, in this game on Sunday. All that mattered is that he was hitting open shots. Right. And if the Celtics find him for open shots, you can say, well, that's translatable. If he gets open or the, the defense or, you know, has to collapse on Tatum and all these other guys and he plays, we can kind of count on that. I look, look I, I think if the Celtics have one of those guys hitting shots, Mescala, Hauser, whatever, they're basically unbeatable. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can't do like we, we saw that in the first half of the season. And, um, you know, and so, yeah, I think there's a lot of value in getting some of these guys out there and, and see them making shots. But to your point about Derek White, right, like like. You look up, I, I was looking up some of these stats today. Jason Tatum and Derek White with Jalen Brown on the bench, plus 10.7. They are outscoring opponents by 10.7 points per 100 possessions. Like, you know, Robert Williams is going to be able to play more. When Robert Williams is in the game, the Celtics outscore opponents. Like, whatever, like, across the board, every lineup combined, like, the Celtics outscore opponents by 10.6 points per 100 possessions. That includes, you know, lineups with Jalen, without Jalen. Like, that's what we talk about when we talk about this team's depth. You know, when you talk about like, okay, Tatum and Malcolm Brogdon on the floor and Jalen off can do a lot of good things. Like there's so many good players on this team. And I think when you get into the postseason, especially this year, that's going to be one of the big differences from last year. Like just, there are so many more, like it sounds reductive, but it's just, there's so many more good players this year and yeah. so many more players who have played together for a while. Derek white has played an entire season with these guys and looked great the whole year doing it. Like, like just the addition of like a full year of Derek white and Malcolm Brogdon, um, even setting aside the possibility of Hauser and Mescala going crazy. This team is just so much better prepared to survive an absence here an absence there. Um, you know, where, yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, if, if, if somebody twists an ankle and you need to steal a game, there's the depth to do that. Even, yeah. you know, even if, even if something happens, the weakest part of what the Celtics have to offer might be the coach. Um, and that's kind of the prevailing thought, I think, but I think we can, we can look at what Missoula has been doing and I've been critical of him for sure. He has gotten better. I think he has gotten better. I'll I'll set this up. I'll read the quote from Brad Stevens. I'll give a little bit, and then I'll have you react after, after the break. Brad Stevens spoke before the game, and he said of, of Joe Missoula, if you watch the last couple of months, he's calling the game as he sees it now more than, than before. So what that means is, side note, calls it as he sees it versus following a script. So he sees the game and he's calling it reacting. So when I was saying along, you know, through the course of the season, Missoula needs to get a better feel for the game. This is Brad Stevens admitting that. So he says um, it, he's calling the game as he sees it now more than he more than more so than before. He's quicker to stop a run. He's quicker to do things. He may stop a game so he can make a sub. He may let a game go so they can't make a sub. There's a lot of decisions to be made in that moment. And you kind of feel out how your team best needs you, and, and that takes time. So Brad, again, kind of confirming the stuff that I was saying. And not necessarily a knock on Joe Missoula because that implies it's a criticism. It's not necessarily a criticism. It's just a statement of fact 
you can't you can't know what's coming in a game when you haven't coached the game. Um, and Bazula has only been in the – this is his fourth year in the NBA. So three years as an assistant. He hasn't been on the bench the entire time. And now he's thrust into that head coaching role. you got to learn pretty quickly on the fly. And we are starting to see that, and I think Brad Stevens kind of – Admitted that and praised Joe Mazzulla for that uh, all in one shot there. He had a lot to say about Joe Mazzulla. He said, Joe is a strength. It's not a weakness. It's a strength. So we'll let Tom Westerholm get his take in just a minute. First, let's talk about the ultimate pro basketball GM. Coolest game that you're going to play. I actually had one person say, okay, I'm downloading this because of you, John. And then say, I played it all night. And am addicted. Uh, if you want to be a great NBA GM, you got to play this game. You know, it's not that easy, okay? You download the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM, and it lets you manage every strategic aspect of a franchise. You got to play through the seasons. You got to, you know, uh, deal with challenging personalities. The, the players have personalities that you have to manage. You got to hire coaches up through the entire bench. You got to trade players. You got to train your players. You got to draft players. And it's super challenging in a realistic game world, and it's completely free. That's the best part. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want, when you want to. So check it out. See if you can run your own team. You're you're yelling at me. You're yelling on the internet. The Celtics should do this. Let's put it to the test. Let's see what you got. You, as a Lockdown Celtics listener, get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use the promo code LOCKED ON, all caps, LOCKED ON, in the game store, make sure you check it out. Download the game. You can visit probasketballgm.com. You can scan the code on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, or you can look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. It's the ultimate basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. For the break, I read some of Brad Stevens' quote. We'll get more into what Brad said tomorrow. Get a whole week of stuff to get to. We'll do some Q&A. We'll do some some mailbag, send your questions in johncorrales.com slash mailbag. Uh, we'll do it. We'll do like an end of season mailbag there. Uh, but let's start with Tom, kind of what you kind of reacted to there when, when Brad was talking about Joe. Well, I think it's interesting partly because like this is, this isn't some kind of novel point here, but you go back and you look at the coaching records of, of Brad Stevens when he arrived with the Celtics and Joe Mazzulla, when he like was just kind of elevated out of nowhere, you know, like completely unexpectedly, minute, you know, like literally, I mean, in, in a literal sense, days before, you know, yeah, the media oh, yeah. day. I mean, like no preparation for this. Like he had, he didn't have a summer to spend like thinking about how he was going to be a head coach. Like he had a weekend to really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to really process how he was going to do this. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Joe, you wanted to be a head coach, right? Oh, yeah. I'd love to be a head coach. Great. Congratulations. Cool. Uh, welcome. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like you look back at Brad Stevens, right? And and like he obviously didn't have any NBA experience before the Celtics hired him. But like, OK, 2007-2008 Butler NCAA tournament, 2008-2009 Butler NCAA tournament, 09-010 final four, 10-11 final four, um, 11-12 now, um, but then 12-13 back to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Like the, the level of pressure 
and the level of experience that Brad Stevens had had at a Division One level, where like like just this like it's different, but the level of pressure is very comparable to the NBA. You know, like that's sure. it's right there. Um, you know, there's 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 crazy fans, there's alumni, there's there's um, you're, you're also recruiting all this stuff. Joe Mazzulla just hadn't had that. He, you know, and and what he had was a wealth of basketball knowledge. Like yeah. what he had Very was smart guy, unbelievably smart guy. Like a guy who, like you know, his scout of Miami was so good that people still talked about it the next year. <laughs> like, like th- this is a guy who knows the game, who had not developed a feel for the game. Like you've been saying, right? Like, like a guy who hadn't developed. Like he had a concept of like I want these guys to work through it, but like. He didn't, you know, he didn't like, like, uh, for timeout strategy. I want these yeah, guys yeah. to work through it, yeah. but he hadn't like implemented that. He hadn't kind of figured out how can I let them work through it while still stopping runs? How can I, you know, like Brad was saying, like, how can right. I make sure that my substitution patterns are good and call the right timeouts? But if we're rolling and the other team is about to bring in a guy who's going to stop that run, how can I keep the game going? Like he didn't have any of that experience and he's starting to get it now. And I think what we're going to start to see is you know maybe next season when Missoula has a whole off season to prepare and to really think about how he's going to be a head coach, you know at the NBA level, where we might see the guy who put together a scouting report so good that everybody keeps talking about it. Like, I, I think that stuff is coming for Joe Missoula, but it wasn't there at the beginning of the season for every yeah. understandable reason, which was part of the reason why all the Celtics players were willing to work with him and were willing to say, "Hey, I'm really happy for Joe." You know, he, he talks to us, he asks us questions and they had a lot of patience with him because they were all in it together. So I think this playoff run, like all of that stuff leads us to, to this playoff run where now, now Missoula is like feeder in the fire, right? It's like, okay, yeah. now you got to be good. Like, yeah. like you've had a regular season. We understood that the start of the regular season was weird. You've done a good job. Like since the all-star break, you went through that cold stretch in December and January and you came out the other end and you're a good basketball team again. You know, you're like, like first in defensive rating since the all-star break. Great job. Mm-hmm. But now, now's when it matters. Like now you have to put all of that into practice and lead this incredibly talented team to where talent wise they should be. And that's going to be really interesting to watch. I mean, it, like, like, I, I don't know. This is, this is Joe Missoula's first time being in the playoffs. Let's uh, yep. fascinated to see how it's going to go. I am as well. I am as well. And it's going to, it's going to fall on the players to, to, to help them out. Yep. Uh, it's going to fall on his assistants. It's going to fall on Brad Stevens to help him yep. out. But as it has all year, of course, of yep. course, absolutely correct. But when it's the third quarter and Eric Spolstra, let's assume has thrown something at you that we haven't seen. And you're, you're like, oh, okay. The, the elite people in the NBA process that instantly, right? You, you see things and you go, oh, this guy's playing. Oh, they're doing this. Oh, they're playing this zone or this whatever defense. Oh, they're doing this. They're, they're doubling our guy this way. Whatever it is, you've got to sit there and say, oh, okay, I get it. Now we're going to do X, Y, Z. Yep. And if you're like me, you're screwed because I don't see it right away. <laughs> you and I need to watch the play I six to times watch. to understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm smart enough where if I watch the play a few times, I go, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I get it. 
but that's me going back and forth, scrubbing, yep. you know, whatever. Like it takes me a little, like I'm slow at it. Now, the, I think the average fan just doesn't see a lot of that. A lot of people, I think, who are listening to the podcast, probably you're, you're more than the average fan. So you probably do see it. But look at this standering guy over here. I love you, <laughs> listener slash watcher. But no, but like, yeah, it's yeah, for sure. But regardless, like, I feel confident in my abilities, but I know that I'm walking when NBA people are sprinting. Yeah. I've always joked. I feel like I'm a high school science teacher. These guys are theoretical physicists. Yep. That's my, that's my regular joke when it comes to what do I see? Do I know more science than most people? Sure. Do I know what they do? No. no I can't process it as fast as they can. Correct. whole point of all of this is that Joe can't be like me. He's got to be like the people who process it elite you know, instantaneously. And he's, he's getting better at that because you're seeing it and you're seeing it more often. And just like anything, consider it like a, a 10 round boxing match. You can start picking up on tendencies. You can start saying we're like a, a batter facing a pitcher and you go, oh, okay, I'm starting to see this. When he does this, here comes the curveball. And if you can get that stuff right, then you can start cranking one over the monster. Um, so, We'll see. We'll see where Missoula ends up on this. I think one of the things that we might see is Missoula doing this against Steve Kerr. <laughs> I really, I kind of talked you into this at the start of the pod or before we got on. I didn't, I, yeah, I wasn't exactly thinking about this because honestly, I'd been so focused on the Celtics and everything. I, I hadn't caught up on the Western Conference, but so let's, let's just do this quickly now. Yeah. So see, regular season is over. It's done. Seeding is set. The Golden State Warriors are the sixth seed, so they're not in the playing sure tournament. Are. That's that's interesting. Like, oh wow, the Warriors went from like not in the play-in at all to the sixth seed, so they know that they're playing the oh the Sacramento Kings. Well, what do you know? The, the team that everybody kind of wanted to face just a little bit, kind of, yeah, yeah, like. We all love the Kings. Love we them. all think they're a great story. I would love for the Kings to win this series. I would love to see the Kings make a deep run. Hell, if the Celtics don't win the championship, if the Kings did, I would be just That'd about be so fun. That'd be, that'd be fun. Oh, man. They're not going to win the championship. Not with they, that defense. They <laughs> No. Their defense is god-awful. They're the number one offense in the NBA, but the Golden State Warriors have shown – that they are a good defensive team, or they can be, and they get Wiggins back, and they, uh, okay, so, okay, all right, so Warriors, okay, you, you catch a break there, 3-6 matchup, you get the Kings, all right, so that means that And it's not, it's not a guarantee that they're going to beat the Kings. They're they've, no, been ter they've been a terrible on the road, yeah, they, sure. and the Kings yeah. have home court advantage. Yep, yep, so that, that certainly is a thing, but also the Kings are very new to this playoff thing, and the Warriors... Not new. <laughs> Not new to this playoff thing. So the regular season matters a lot less to them. I'm not dismissing it. I'm just saying that if any team is going to buck whatever trend the regular season has put in front of them, it's going to be the Warriors. Yep. So let's just say, okay, 3-6, it's the, it's the Kings. Probably going to get past the Kings. So now it's the winner of the 2-7 matchup. 
which is Memphis and I don't know either the Lakers or the or the Timberwolves. Well, Rudy Gobert just took a swing at Kyle Anderson. That that team's a mess. Yeah. I don't know what the Lakers are going to be. I, I'll tell you what I think they are going to be, which is in the uh, playing against the Grizzlies because I don't like I don't think the Timberwolves are uh, coming out of the play. Yeah, but, right. Yeah. So so but you know it's either the Lakers who have been just a mess all year long. Yep. Or it's the Grizzlies who no Stephen Adams now, no Brandon Clark. Yeah. Uh, they struggle defensively. Their offense, uh, well, without those guys, their offense, their half-court offense is god-awful. Um, well, Kings, I mean, the uh, the Warriors against a team with no half-court offense and experienced guys, that that could be – they could they could win that series. They could win. They Again, could win that there's series. no guarantee, but they nope. could win it. They could they win it. They could win that series. And, and just – I, I would implore anybody who's yelling at us right now to think like, how comfortable are you picking against the Warriors after last year? I'm not. Like, I am I'm not, not comfortable picking against the Warriors at all. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's a series they can win. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can yell at me all you want. The Warriors know how to win those series. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. If they win that series, then they go up against Denver. Maybe. All right. Well, maybe. I don't know what Denver is going to be. I don't. Nope. They, they, I'd love to see Denver come out of. First of all, I think the Celtics match up just <laughs> fine against Denver. Like, yeah, they do. That's like completely fine. No issues there. Um, maybe it's Phoenix because Phoenix and LA in the four five. Well, that's you know the winner of that one eight, which would <laughs> be Denver and Minnesota probably. Yeah. Um, that that four or five so so it's probably going to be Phoenix over the Clippers, either way. Yeah, I think so. I think I'd so. say you know so, okay. So if it's Denver, can Denver beat the Warriors? Sure. Can Phoenix beat the Warriors? Sure. But also, who's who's defending these guys? Who's defending the Warriors? What what defense is the are the Nuggets going to throw out there? Right. You know who's who's Jokic going to guard? What's he going to do? Yeah. That's a tough matchup for him. It's Phoenix. You just traded away your best defenders. You know? I mean. Yep. And again, like like we were saying before, like like Durant, he's played, you know, 15, like it is it two playoff series and like 15 regular season minutes. Is that going to be enough to uh, to give you continuity with like some, you know, unbelievably talented basketball players who all are going to want the ball who all are going to want, like, you know, like, th- like that's a weird, that, yeah. that's a, that's a weird team. Like that's a weird situation. And you don't know what Chris Paul is going to be. And you, you don't just know what don't Chris, know what Chris Paul is going to be. You don't yeah. know if he's going to be available. Yeah. And so damn it. That six seed is just exactly what you didn't want the Warriors to have. Unless I didn't realize Denver had the 17th defense in the NBA. That's not yeah. good. Hey, by the way, the Celtics top two, top two, uh, second, yep. second offense, and second defense after number, this. number three on cleaning the glass. But yes, yep. Okay, well, whichever. Um, but no other team, no other team in the top five in 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 both, mm-hmm. and only the Cavs. I, don't, I didn't check cleaning the glass, but they were one in offense and eight in defense. So I can't imagine it's that much different on cleaning the glass. But no other team in the top ten. Yep. In offense and defense, which bodes very, very well 
for the Celtics. Especially, uh, if, especially if Robert Williams stays healthy and everything else. Yep. But hey, maybe maybe you're a Celtics fan that's saying, "Yeah, give us the Warriors again. I want to beat the Warriors again." I yeah, you might sure, get it. <laughs> sure, you might get it. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for, because I, I do think the Celtics would beat the Warriors. I think I my honest assessment is. Boston has all the matchups in the East, the way things are, are, are shaping up right now. I think Miami would be annoying, but they'd beat Miami, obviously. If it's Atlanta, wax my, Atlanta. They have the matchups against Philly to beat the Sixers. They have the matchups against the Bucks to beat the Bucks. I do think they could play Brooke Lopez off the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to be a hell of a series because Giannis is – a God. And that's just it's true. Holiday is a God this year. Yeah. 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 So that would just be a difficult series. That is, I think I'm certainly not alone in saying that's the, the kind of de facto NBA finals because there's no team in the West that I think can compare to either the bucks or the Celtics. So I, I feel very confident in going into that series, except the Warriors have been there, have done that, and they they know how they beat the Celtics last year. And so why not try to replicate that? Obviously, it's different, and we don't have to get into it too crazily, but Celtics didn't have Brogdon, and Derek White was nowhere near the same player. So that changes a ton. But also, just like just like Miami in the first round, why? Why don't why, – why? I don't I, – I'm not going to sit here and be like – Oh, I want the Warriors because they beat the Celtics. I know I want the easiest road possible. <laughs> I want the easiest road possible. The ring. No one puts an asterisk on the ring. You just get the ring. Even the, even not- the even the Lakers Disney uh, Disney World ring. Nobody. No. You no don't asterisk one, it. Nope. That's nope. just the championship. That is a. They dub. have a championship. That's yep. a banner that's up there. No one gives a damn. So why not? Take the easiest road there. What's wrong with that? So, yeah. There's like a there's like a non-zero chance that like well not a non-zero. There's a close to zero, but not technically non-zero. If the if the Nets somehow pulled off a first round upset, the Celtics could face the same three teams, and then if the Warriors <laughs> if the Warriors made it to the uh, to, to the finals, like the Celtics could just like yeah. run it back out of order. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was I was very much looking forward to a uh, Brooklyn, Philly, and Milwaukee like flight wise. Like oh, those so mm. such short flights. Mm-hmm. It's, you're up and down to to Brooklyn. You're up and down to Philly. You're just you're just minimizing your time in the air. I was like oh, and maybe the Knicks. What if the Knicks pulled an upset? You go you, you go trains would be oh, in play. Man. Well, you love the trains. I'd still I fly. love a good train. <laughs> man, I'd still fly. I, I'll admit, I, I'm, I'm, I, San Francisco is the most overrated city, I think, in the NBA. So I, I kind of just don't want to go back to San Francisco. I don't like, I've been dying for one of these teams that's not, I don't want to go ocean to ocean. Yeah. Um, you know, I just yep. don't want to go ocean to ocean. Give me something else. But, you know, I mean, whatever it is, it is. But I just, I don't like, I just don't like the Warriors because Steph Curry is, is such a game changer. And Draymond Green in a lot of ways, yeah. And what? 
game breaker in a lot oh, of yeah, ways. Absolutely, like, it was just absolutely. like it's like you can have the greatest defensive schemes, and Steph's just like, eh. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Snap. And Draymond, for all of his like increasing deficiencies as he gets older, when he locks in defensively, is still one of, if not the best defender out there. And he just, just knows, and he just knows how to win. He knows how to annoy right. you. He yeah. knows how to, he knows how to make you mad. Yeah. And get in your head. Oh. And tell and tell Grant or, Williams that Grant Williams is a fan. But you know what? <laughs> that stuff works. Like yeah. that. Hey. It's. I mean, is that any different than what KG did? I mean, right. for, for right. being 100 percent here, for being, you know, come on. Yes, it's probably it's probably kinder than anything. KG well, did. true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Um, all right. Well, let we'll see. That that's way 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 out there. But I thought I thought for the Monday podcast, a little all encompassing conversation would be a little bit kind of fun. It was a fun weekend. It Let's was just throwing all out there. Let's just empty our heads and then look where we've got all week. We're having Monday through Friday. The only night I'm not going to do a podcast is Friday night into Saturday morning because Saturday night there will be a post game podcast. So you're going to get six days a week. Some podcasts are telling you five days a week. I'm telling you six now because Hey, I got you like that. Anyway, Tom Westerholm. We'll have you on a few more times this week. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you, man. Underscore boys here for you today. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you're new, welcome aboard. Love to have you. If you're a regular listener, love that you are a consistent listener. I talked to some international listeners uh, over the weekend. Shout out to you guys because listening overseas, being a fan overseas, Whew, that is tough. That is commitment. Um, that's a, a special shout out to all of you, but just everybody who listens regularly, you know, you got a special place in my heart. So thank you so much. Uh, would love to make you new listener, a regular listener. So subscribe there, hop into the YouTube comment section, lots of threads starting to pop up in the comment section, which means conversations are happening. So hop into the conversation, start a conversation. Ask a question about the podcast. Come back at me for something. Maybe you don't give a damn about playing the Warriors. Come back at me. Throw a comment in there. Whatever you want to do, it's in the comment section there. Join the conversation. Uh, And if you are a regular listener, I'd love it if you shared the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.